This is Fam Electric Ghost, and we're live with Brianna. I got your name right? Kind of. Brianna. Brianna. Okay, I'm yes. sorry, I'm American. I, I kind of screwed things up. But um, nice. yeah, you're from the Netherlands, and uh, we're happy to have you on the program. Uh, we've been on uh, the air this year doing these live video podcasts, but prior to that, we've been doing audio podcasts since 2018 on uh, Anchor FM and Spotify and Apple. So we're glad to have you here on our new adventure into video podcasting. <laughs> yeah, nice to be here. Uh, I'm from yeah. I, I'm from Iceland. Yeah. I just wanted to uh, oh, correct that. Oh, I'm from Iceland. Oh, oh. Uh, oh you're but, from um, Iceland. Mm -hmm. But I'm in the Netherlands at the moment. I live here and I have a studio here. Okay. Uh, working on my music here. So yeah. Well, we can correct that because we put down like Netherlands, where you get back based on where you're living now. But you're mm -hmm. right, actually yeah, from yeah. Iceland. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Um, so we're going to talk about a couple of things. So you have a brand new single, which everybody yes. can see the link here. Yeah, yeah. Where in this link will go to like where where it's being um, played on the net, like on mm -hmm. Spotify and all the other places they could play. And then also we're going to talk about a video you have on YouTube called Lightheaded. Uh, mm -hmm. And so we're going to get into that. Um, we actually what we like to do with our artists is actually uh, show people um, their music video on YouTube. Because I think mm -hmm. on the audio program, we would talk about music and we get into depth, but we never actually showed or played the music on the program. Mm -hmm. So we think it's what we've been doing this year is actually play the music so people get yeah, an idea yeah. before we start to talk to the artist about exactly. like what you're about. And so yeah, the, yeah. That, the visual, yeah, it helps. So That's we're going <laughs> to mm -hmm. queue it up so we, you can see the video right here for Lightheaded. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be coming up. and. Uh, we're going to put you on mute and then yeah. uh, we'll, we'll get back to on the back end of the video. We'll start to talk about your single and uh, and also like all your music, how you got into music and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you.
So yes, yes. yeah, that's a. I like. Uh, so that was a cherry blossoms, right? Cherry tree. Yeah, yeah. I'm Where was that those. filmed? Where was that um, filmed? That's okay. I'm. I'm just gonna acknowledge we have a visitor, Graham oh. James. He's a musician <laughs> sharing the studio with me. Um, he's really good. You should check him out. He's dropping something off. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's filmed here in the Netherlands. Uh, I was actually uh looking for like a nice spot because actually in iceland we don't have like beautiful cherry blossoms like this so after a move to the netherlands i just had it in my mind that i really had to do something uh i had to use them for something i had to use them for like a photo shoot or music video or something so yeah uh, so this was last year that this was mm -hmm. shot and that year i thought okay i'm gonna be ready i'm gonna be ready like i'm gonna shoot a music video um and yeah i thought this song was like perfect 
for that because it's yeah it's basically a song about just feeling good and kind of like yeah, when you're floating <laughs> sorry what'd you say yeah you have a lot of exuberance i like the video because mm. it's like it's very okay. um positive and mm, uh, you're, yeah, you're yeah. really happy mm -hmm. and, and you're you're just kind of like running or mm. kind of like uh, jaunting through the the field the yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like very it's very um positive <laughs> it's, it's, it is it's, yeah. it's beautiful and then you have like your exuberance and your attitude <laughs> it is very positive you know in a, mm. in a world today yeah, where yeah. there's so much like things that are kind of down yeah, video, yeah exactly. it makes you happy you know it's a very yeah happy video and it's a very yeah. positive video it's got beauty in it it's got your personality you got your smile <laughs> and you're just exuberant and you're just like you know in the moment yeah totally yeah yeah my I, 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 <laughs> sorry well i lived in tokyo and tokyo is famous Ooh. for their cherry blossoms oh yeah 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 and uh yeah i used to i never got i should have filmed it i like I, mm. I was there for like two years and i never thought to like Mm, I was like, do something with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, just would, I would go there and it's like, and I'm like, now I'm back here. I'm like, oh, what? Well, I should have filmed that. I say, now mm. I see your video and I'm like, man, I really yeah, should man. <laughs> it was it was so pretty. Like, uh, I was looking for the right spot. Uh, me and Bob Shellens, who who shot the video, mm -hmm. uh, and we just we were in the car and I'm super. I was so carsick, so I was like sitting, like dying, basically in the in the back seat of the car. And then we, I sat up, I saw this perfect spot. It was like in a dream, just like this uh, garden, mm -hmm. basically with like these cherry blossoms. And it was like the perfect moment. And we checked it out, uh, contacted the owners. Uh, they had their like number there. So yeah, it was it was just this perfect spot, really. It's like in a dream. Yeah, I, th I think the video is just amazing. It just has mm, a, lot of, a lot, a lot of power. Um, in terms of its beauty, and so, so now we're gonna get into where you are today. Mm -hmm. yeah, and yeah. you got you got your new single yeah, for um, Easy, but yeah. before you even get into that, so yeah. you're we're talking about your background. You're, yeah. you're an acoustic folk music. You're mm -hmm. an Icelandic singer songwriter yeah. that you're living in the Netherlands. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. And you've kind of got this kind of like well, dream kind of pop, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And you've got this Nordic yeah. folk kind of vibe and R and B vibe. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of reminds me of a little Bjork, you know, a little mm -hmm. bit of um, <laughs> like Waterflower, who I also interviewed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, okay. And yeah, just even like the kind of vibe I get from like Tori Amos. Um, okay. The kind of sound that you have. Not that you're you're. I just like to listen to all types of music. Mm, so, mm -hmm. so I kind of hear a little Kate Bush, a little, mm. uh, you know, just just the the feel, the vibe of yeah. like where you are. It's kind of kind of that dream, kind of yeah. progressive nature. Of do you music. think I have? Do you think I have like similar accent to Björk? Um, I don't know. No, <laughs> both, I think more like the feel. Um, oh wow! Sweet. I like I think... the feel and the sound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's no, a very I'm, good I'm, compliment. I'm... I'm a big fan. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm just I'm into a lot of different types of music. I kind of I'm an electronic music producer. I tend yeah, yeah. I've actually talked to a lot of artists from the Netherlands and Iceland in the Ooh, last two okay. years, just because they seem to be into the type of electronic music or the vibe I'm into with the uh, mm -hmm. you know the what kind of dream pop. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah it just it's just a feel. I mean, it kind of like I was big time into like Brian Eno and De Bowie and the kind of craft work yeah. sound. That's kind of where yeah. I started. But anybody that kind of comes off a new romantic 
and gets into modern electronic kind of like mm. I'm always interested because I'm a synthesis, mm. you know, I'm a synthesizer player. So I'm always looking for mm. new sounds. Uh, and do and you, do you sing? Doing. Do you sing? I actually sing in my music, but okay. I, I, I kind of play with my voice. I use Voicoders. Mm, so that's so the lead, lead singer of my band is actually mm. a character called Josephine Electric, which is me. But okay. she, she's a Voicoder created in real time, that's my voice turned into a, like a soprano female version of mm. myself. Mm. <laughs> so okay, okay. all those songs actually have her singing the lead. I mean, I have most, some of them with my voice, but yeah, mm. I, I do a lot of like progressive electronic music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, so getting into your background though, I like, always ask people yeah. like where they start, cause we'll get into easy a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But when did you yeah, first yeah. get into music? Like what age? That was kind of late actually, so I was 20 uh, and I, my parents, they thought that I had like musical ear. Mm -hmm. So at a very early age, when I was three, I uh, did the violin, so I practiced the violin. Mm -hmm. And then we moved to another city or like, we actually only have one city in Iceland. So we moved to another uh, place in Iceland basically, where they didn't have a violin teacher, but they had a piano teacher. So I did some mm -hmm. piano there. And then we moved to Reykjavik, the big capital city, three, yeah. Um, and there I did clarinet. Oh, clarinet. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually started yeah. on clarinet. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. But then I found it was like, it's not a good writing instrument. It's a good mm. like like ensemble instrument. But if you want to write, mm. like I switched to keyboard and guitar. Yeah, guitar. Like, want, That's great for writing. Want, yeah, because I wanted to write. Yeah. Like, and, and I actually mm. found that my brother was better at guitar than I was and we had a band. So I switched mm, to keyboard okay. and I yeah. found that keyboards were like, that's the core. Like mm. everybody knows that today with their MIDI keyboards and their DAWs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like if I, you have a MIDI keyboard and a DAW, you can write anything. <laughs> definitely, yeah. It's so easy. Easy yeah. pun. <laughs> but I think but, it's like having that basis of learning how to play piano, I think it helps if you're going to yeah, be yeah. a producer. Because then when yeah, you yeah, get on sure. your MIDI controller, then you, yeah. can, you might have more inventive chord uh, uh, you know, structures and, mm. and you might, the voicings, you might realize that you can do certain things. Um, yeah, yeah. That I think once you learn that kind of theory that helps, you know. Yeah, I feel like I, I wasn't into it at all. So I was just, I remember my piano teacher was always telling me that I should look at the notes because <laughs> I, I learned it by head. Yeah, and then well, I a lot played. of people do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. So I, I didn't like I feel like I didn't learn a lot of theory actually like notes and I probably yeah. learned some basics but uh yeah I just a lot of it's feel when you're a songwriter in my opinion mm -hmm. like like yeah. you think about the African-American tradition from the blues to jazz most mm -hmm. of the people don't can't read you know they mm -hmm. don't read yeah, sight yeah. music it's all feel exactly yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, so, and, and when you learn theory, it's cool to know theory. Yeah, yeah. And as you get older, yeah. you, you might learn certain voicing that you'll learn the Beatle chords, you know. Mm, yeah, learn, that's how, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's true. like, okay, that's a little more the better than a minor chord or something. But, but, but yeah. what happens, I think, is like if you're a musician, you just mm. have that inside you. You're like, you, yeah, you yeah. tap into the ether, you tap into the muse, and, yeah, yeah. and you'll figure out how to get the sound. Exactly. And usually you'll find people to help you get this out. And so yeah. like like some of the greatest musicians in the world, they, they can't sight read. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. But Hendrix couldn't sight read, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I think so I think for me, if my parents would have uh, 
gotten me into something more creative with music. I don't know if that's even like, what's it called? Suzuki? Oh, Is yeah. That, yeah, I feel like I would have needed something more creative because I just had, I got no pleasure from having to read notes and yeah, studying yeah, I think and the way people learn like music sometimes is is, yeah. is such such can actually turn a lot of kids off. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I, mean, I, I learned you know, like on a clarinet playing a bunch of classical stuff, which mm, you oh, know, wow. if you're like, okay. but you know, but if you're if you're young, you could like, well, I want to listen to like disco, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I grew up in the '70s, so I'm playing all this Bach and Beethoven, and I'm like. Well, I really learned some Michael Jackson, and nobody. The teacher's like, "No, we're not doing that." And I'm like, "Okay." Uh, and <laughs> Michael so Jackson like, on the clarinets—that'd be cool. Yeah, well, there's something different, and um, yeah. I think I think that's what turns off kids sometimes from musical education mm -hmm. yeah. because they just they're just so rigorous, and sometimes, yeah. and then the people you know don't they want to do what they like, you know, they want to listen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They want, to they want to do an EDM or what? They want to do yeah, something yeah. that has nothing to do with that, you know. You yeah. have to go to like college to learn to get anywhere near that. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So like a lot of people end up just teaching themselves or learn from the radio or, yeah, learn exactly. from like, you know, what they see or what they hear or what they like. Yeah. There should be more uh, education on music based, based on that, on the like interest of kids basically. I yeah. Think. I mean, if you take the, you know, like it's like yeah. kind of like the blues guys, like I've read stories about great blues men, right? They all kind of would just like sneak into these clubs when they were like 14. Mm -hmm. Or thirteen, and then watch yeah, yeah. like like Lead Belly, or watch Robert Johnson, and and these yeah, young yeah. kids that became blues players, they kind of like they they ran out of their house, they mm -hmm. snuck into these clubs yeah, in the thirties yeah. and the forties, and they sat there and they listened to these guys, right? Mm -hmm. And then they yeah, just yeah. they just emulated them because they were so into it, and it was mm -hmm. always kind of like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that because they're sneaking out of their house, mm -hmm. yeah, you yeah. know, they're going into a place they're not supposed to be. And, mm -hmm. and but it's to, 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 the drive of the music kind of drives mm -hmm. you to get into that kind of zone where you're okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I want to do this. I don't care if my parents don't want me to do it. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, it makes it exciting, but, uh, I guess. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. so. for for you, so you realize later in life that you had yeah. you wanted to do this music. So who were your yeah. influences? Who 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 did you look up to? As so a, my my yeah. my friends um, actually. Basically, so like, yeah, I did all this like clarinet, uh, violin, piano, but then, uh, yeah, I just didn't enjoy it. So I, I got into dancing and that's where I found my passion. Uh, and I, that's where I got to like, yeah, express myself. And I like that felt so like freeing. Mm -hmm. uh, so for a while, like I was determined that I wanted to be a dancer. Uh, but yeah. then, so at the, like right after my 20th birthday, basically my friends, uh, so it was my classmates. We weren't really like super close at the time. So this was all very random. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, she was going to join this street theater in Norway for a month. And uh, there was a spot that opened up and she asked me if I wanted to join. And I had to make a decision very spontaneously. I had like a summer job and everything. So yeah, I don't know. This is like the biggest, uh, biggest, decision in my life like it changed my life uh, so much um i decided to go to the street theater and we were in the middle of the woods in norway mm -hmm. uh, and we had very little internet and we had no like uh there was no cinemas no stores no fun like 
activities that I was like used to. Like I was really, yeah. So we were there in the woods with a lot of like hippies, uh, <laughs> and we were like doing like running bare fi- bare feet in the forest, uh, doing exercises. And uh, so my friend, she uh, played guitar and she wrote songs and she was in this band. And I don't know, like she just inspired me so much. And she asked me actually in the first week if I wanted to do second harmony with her. Mm. And I was like, whoa, uh, I can try. Let's see what I can do. And then we performed for everybody there. Uh, And I just realized that I kind of enjoyed it. And I decided to use the opportunity while I was there with like so much free time. Uh, I decided to pick up her guitar for, from time to time. And I learned, like you were saying, I found some Beatle chords and I just like, <laughs> yeah. learned to play like a few songs and I played so badly, really. Like I, like it took me so long to like switch between the chords. Um, well, everybody, you got that starting point. I remember when I picked up my keyboard mm-hmm. and nobody wanted to hear me at all for like a mm-hmm. couple months. Kind of like, of course, yeah. what is that? <laughs> and like my brother yeah, yeah, yeah. guitar is like, like trying to get in tune he's like just learning our big big moment was when we figured out how i could actually tune him up right when we actually mm. we actually figured out how to tune the guitar against the keyboard mm. yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah and then once yeah. we, we started getting in sync because me and my brother mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. got into music like, like like the situation that you're working with your mm. friend doing the second harmony and then we yeah, got yeah. In sync. and then once we got in sync yeah. we found a drummer and we found some yeah, other guys, yeah. and then you know this. Then, then it kind of starts somewhere, and mm-hmm. it, you, know, of course, you, know, you yeah. start with your friend, or you start with your brother, or your sister, or something. But mm-hmm. like, I think yeah. it's the passion because you got to work through yeah. that moment. Like, how many yeah, yeah, start start them start an instrument, and then they say, "Well, I can't do it," right? Yeah, 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 totally. And then yeah. you get the people who are like, "I really want to do this. I need to do it," right? Because mm-hmm. it, yeah. it's something that you it's inside you, right? You you want to get this music out. And yeah, so you, yeah, exactly. you, you kind of work on it till you can get yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you have to believe in yourself. Like, nobody's going to do yeah. that for you. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, so, I mean maybe I, if you're lucky. But yeah. yeah, well, sometimes you get somebody that will support you. Somebody finds yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then exactly. tries to you up, like a talent scout or something finds you and then mm-hmm. sees something in you. And yeah, then you get yeah. stories where people like, oh, they got found. And then maybe they mm-hmm. didn't believe it, but their, their talent scout or their manager believed it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting. So, so you 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 found this kind of hippie commune type of thing, and, mm-hmm. and then you found a friend that wanted you to play, uh, mm-hmm. like singing. Then you started to do the guitar. So mm-hmm. from there, you just started to like probably what, just even further take your ideas. Had you been writing like poetry, or had you been writing your own music? When did you kind of figure out that you wanted to do your lyrics so- and songs? So uh, basically, uh, so I was there for a month and uh, the day that I, and yeah, I think, you know, like this whole experience made such a big impact on me. And I like met my first boyfriend there, like, I don't know, just uh, fell in love for the first time. And uh, so I came back home to Iceland and I uh, sat down with the guitar because I remember this feeling like uh, I just felt like this was my box back in Iceland. This was who mm-hmm. I was. 
I was like, I'm Berenia, these are my friends, this is what I do. And I like thought I knew who I was. And then I went to Norway and I felt like my shape changed. And then I came back home and like mm -hmm. I didn't fit into my shape anymore. And, so yeah, um, do you find like being a creative person that like people who aren't creative people, sometimes mm -hmm. like they don't understand it? Cause like I found that like, cause you know, I have, I have a, every musician sometimes has a day job or whatever they do, they got to do. Um, mm. But but it's like, but your passion is your music, right? Mm. And then people yeah, yeah. who are not like creatives, mm -hmm. sometimes they, you know, they look down on creative people or they say, well, that's yeah. just a hobby or yeah, like, what yeah. you And did you get that kind of resistance from people or are you just like way uh, beyond it? Not, not really. I guess actually like, like I remember that first night that I came home and I, I wrote a song and I I don't know it's so weird I had no idea where that came from it just it just came I just mm -hmm. had a song and you probably have that as well when you when you're when you're writing that mm -hmm. you just it does it just seems like a lightning strikes and all of a sudden you have a song but of course other times it's different other times you try really hard and it doesn't come you know like yeah you try really hard to write but, yeah, when you're writing, what do you think? Did you do you like like when you work? Do you do you feel like the things that just come, like you just said? Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes, as a musician, what I find is like things just come to me, mm -hmm. and they're so, almost yeah. like totally the whole form of it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I, can't, I can't really explain why because yeah. I'll go onto my keyboard and suddenly I have this progression I didn't even know it was there, right? Mm -hmm. And then I just had yeah, it, yeah. and then suddenly I have these lyrics. Mm -hmm. And then I like exactly. I it kind of just like I don't know where that came from. It's like it's like came from the muse, you mm -hmm. know. Exactly. Like old, it is like it, it seems like creative people we can tap into something that might already yeah. be there, or yeah. we're part of it and we're the missing mm -hmm. part. And then somehow you sync it up and then it's there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. So like, yeah, that, that's how I felt like uh, that first summer. Basically, like uh, I, I just. Yeah, I had no ambition to be a musician at all. Like that was not on my plan, basically. So all of a sudden, like I, I had like this very poor guitar knowledge, like, but somehow from that, I was able to like write songs. Uh, and yeah, like that summer, it just totally felt like it came out of nowhere. And I felt like I was not writing those songs. And I think that's my best uh, creations. I think that's my best songs, the ones that I just kind of don't even remember writing. Like it didn't, it wasn't me writing with the intention of writing. It just like somehow, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing, a beautiful yeah. moment when, when you experience that. Mm -hmm. I think we always try, you know, I, what I find as I get older as a musician, I mm -hmm. tend to let that happen. I think when mm -hmm. I was younger, and I yeah. had like a band and we had, we were, we'd schedule like a rehearsal and we're kind of mm. like forcing ourselves to write, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and then we were like, okay, a lot of that stuff was no good. And then we're yeah, like, yeah. Okay. and then we're yeah. like, then what would happen is like, we'd go home, everybody go home and then they write like a demo yeah. and those ended up being better than the kind mm. of forced kind of, oh, we yeah, should write. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we got yeah. two hours tonight on a Friday night, let's write something and then they could wouldn't come. And then yeah, sometimes yeah. Like, we just do something, play something live. And then mm -hmm. somehow we came up with a new song during a live performance. And then we say, hey, Ooh, that's wow. what we okay. should work on. 
right? Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. It, it seemed like like when you try to be too deliberate mm-hmm. as a musician, yeah. sometimes it unless you're like Bach or Beethoven or something, like it's hard to like just sit there and write it. Um, when but, you're trying to like say you're gonna write it. <laughs> that's true, yeah. But I think totally, but I think I also I've been learning like recently because uh to begin with i just wrote you know it just kind of came so naturally to me um and then uh after some time i felt like the inspiration kind of stopped hitting me so i stopped writing for a bit but then i yeah i think a lot of good things can also happen when you decide that you're gonna write uh and then it just happens a bit differently and then you like yeah uh, maybe you make make more demos and then out of these demos you have like one song or or yeah yeah i think, I like, when you, yeah, I think well because I'm, I'm a progressive like writer so i some of my heroes are like genesis and like uh you know like peter gabriel version of genesis and like uh yes and pink floyd and so mm-hmm. i would go when i try to do a, like something that's deliberate i'll work on like mm-hmm. a concept thing yeah like yeah, art, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Rock opera, like a quadrophenia like a Tommy yeah. type of thing, right? So then yeah, yeah. I actually have like a script. I try yeah, to write yeah. like like a sound painting or a sound story. And so mm-hmm. like, you know, you think about like bands like Rush, they're very deliberate. They're actually telling stories. And Pink mm-hmm. Floyd, they're telling a story. So when I go to yeah, do yeah. something like that, like I might have like the song or I'll be working on the structures and I'm trying to build it. But mm-hmm. what I tend to do is, is okay, I'll have this general concept i'll try to build and i'll be very deliberate about that but then a lot of the overdubs and stuff might be more kind of free form oh i was like well i need to be in the right mo- mood to write mm-hmm. this part and then yeah, i'll, I'll yeah. and then you'll choose between okay you know the part i did on this date you know mm-hmm. this overdub uh piece is actually more what i wanted when i sat yeah. there trying to write it it yeah, didn't come yeah. and then later yeah. it came back and so like you, you kind of learn like you build structure and then you let yeah. kind of free form stuff happen and you exactly, take yeah. a kind of hybrid of both mm-hmm. as you get better yeah, as a musician yeah. you kind of figure out where you can be more deliberate and less deliberate <laughs> yeah yeah totally i would say like uh for easy the single that i released uh yesterday i'm very mm-hmm. proud of it i'm really happy with it yeah, that's uh, a good song. Mm, thank you thank you thank you uh, that's a song that I wrote with uh, Lover, so he's uh, he's a producer. You should all go check him out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first song that we. It's the first session that we did together. So I kind of had this idea. I had like some words written down, uh, and yeah, and we met up and uh, came up with the chords. I kind of like explained to him what I was going for. Uh, and then he came up with these chords. That's also something beautiful that I've like learned to do is to work with other musicians because if you're on your own and you're trying to get like inspiration and you're trying to write, sometimes that's really hard. So like I learned that it's nice as well to meet up with other people and get some new input. And I think my music really developed after I started doing that. And then I get like, I feel like my the music is still me. It's coming mm-hmm. from me and it feels like me. But it has like yeah, different. It's kind of like, like the difference when I like like when I started, I was in bands, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing I liked about bands was like, you know, I was always like a writer, so 
in my band, I mm-hmm. come with like a demo, but like mm-hmm. the drummer is going to do a better job on the drums than my drum machine. Right. And my, my mm-hmm. yeah, bass yeah. Line, like a real bass player could take my keyboard bass line and like really mm-hmm. elaborate it on it. Right. And then maybe mm-hmm. I have yeah, yeah. a guitar player on my piano, but when you take a chord mm-hmm. off a piano and you put it on a guitar, it ends up being different. Right. So mm-hmm. like everybody yeah. would take my kind of demo. And what I liked about being in the band is like, here's the, here's like the rough draft of what, what I wanted. And then the band would kind of flesh it out. And then mm-hmm. that was always like, wow, that's awesome. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. I always like to do that kind of collaboration, like with a full band, being a keyboard player, I kind of always want to be in a band, <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah. but, but, um, you know, sometimes I end up doing stuff by myself and there's this kind of difference between, my solo work and then the work I do with other people, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you, you get, you have more control over your own work, but then yeah. it's like the kind of happy accidents or yeah, yeah. things that happen when you work. With yeah, people. exactly. Yeah. It can be really like magic when two minds collide and like make something new. So easy. Were you able to physically cause of COVID? Did you actually be able to work together in the same room for easy? Yeah. I actually like we wrote it uh, before COVID was even a thing. Like we, um, I've just been working uh, on a lot of music, and I was also doing. I was also studying. I was studying mm-hmm. audio engineering. Awesome, That's in the cool Netherlands. Thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah. I really, at some point, I figured that if I wanted to take control over my music, and if I wanted to do music. I had to depend on myself a little bit more because I couldn't always be waiting for people to be ready to record me or like, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to be able to do yeah. more things yeah, myself. Kind of, I've been a control freak that way for like years. Mm. After yeah, my yeah. band kind of went away, yeah. I built yeah, my own yeah. home studio and I, I'm kind mm. of an analog guy because I have like a mm, bunch yeah, of yeah. Bowls and Rolands and Yamahas and stuff. And mm. I just decided I, I'm, I'm going to buy the equipment you know, I'm gonna buy the mics. I'm gonna buy the buy the soundboards. I'm gonna buy the record. And I'm kind of yeah. a hardware recorder. I use a lot of hardware recording stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, even though I can use a DAW, I tend to yeah. take my my modes and I record them into like uh, hardware recorders. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. I found like when you're recording like an analog synth or a modular synth, it's mm-hmm. kind of like point in time. It's kind of like a painter, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. when you have these analog modular synths, they kind of do different things every time you approach them. And mm-hmm. and if you're trying to do it on the grid, it's kind of pointless because the whole point is like the way these analog sense is kind of like working with another person. Mm-hmm. They kind of do different things all the time. And then you can mm-hmm. they, yeah, yeah. They, they, they can behave or sound. And so you mm-hmm. kind of take advantage of them, you kind of let it go. You kind of say, okay, I'll just let this instrument be what it is and, mm-hmm. and see what it's showing me and then record yeah. it. A point in time and then i can kind of replay it off the reel mm-hmm. if yeah, i need yeah. to perform it but, but reel. you mean yeah. you mean like what's it called like, like a tape, tape. Yeah, tape. yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. i use tape cool. and i use digital tape machines too yeah, but yeah. but oh, either sweet. way it's just a different way of recording because it kind of gets this kind of i'm, I'm kind of into jazz like bands mm. like sun raw or yeah, uh tangerine yeah. dream Davis and and it, there's there's structure in jazz and there is a structure to the song but there's a point where you go improvisation and you come back you go you do improvisation and you come back to the main theme and it's kind of like progressive rock and mm-hmm. I think it's cool when you can control 
<laughs> but you can yeah. control your, your recording environment, then mm -hmm. then you don't have to wait for a studio to be able to come into it or or you can do your own thing. I think it's especially during COVID. I think a lot mm -hmm. of artists I've talked to have been doing what you're saying. They actually mm -hmm. learning recording engineering so they can mm -hmm. master or yeah, they can yeah. they can do the audio editing. Um, yeah, so they can yeah. keep on doing their work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it must be tough if you <laughs> if COVID came and yeah, you can't work with people. Wow, it's tough. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm lucky to have a studio and to be able to do my work still while COVID's going on. So yeah, I'm very, very lucky. So easy. You actually wrote easy like before COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like I was saying, I. Um, I started school. I started studying audio engineering in Amsterdam. Uh, so that took some time. Uh, I think I wrote Easy was written uh, while I was still studying. And while I was also still studying, I was like writing a lot of demos. Because uh, the thing is that, that I used to do uh, folk music. I used to like play the guitar and sing. That was my thing. Um, but then after yeah like the guitar kind of stopped inspiring me inspiring me so much mm -hmm. that it did before so i needed some other stimulation or like i needed some other how do you say it um yeah, yeah in, new input whatever. or something yeah i think every musician yeah. like they start on an instrument right yeah, yeah and then they suddenly decide well you know it's like the beatles if you listen mm -hmm. to the beatles and they help and yeah. you know they, it's all guitar right and then suddenly mm -hmm. they meet yeah. george martin and yeah, you start yeah, yeah. Over and you get like you start you get you get you know a rubber soul and then mm -hmm. you get you know sorry your peppers and you get the ability to like okay we can have all these other textures right mm -hmm. yeah yeah and, totally yeah so i think like sergeant peppers is kind of like uh uh the same thing as the dog if you think mm -hmm. about it because like before that album people weren't making those kind of choices right they weren't like yeah. doing backward tape loops they weren't throwing yeah, in true. Yeah, yeah. they weren't doing yeah. all these experimental things with all the overdubs mm -hmm. that george started doing um mm -hmm. george martin and i think now everybody can kind of be their own george martin you know you can go into the DAW and mm -hmm. and suddenly you have access hey i want a jupiter 8 or i want i want a mini mode i want an orchestra I want to mm -hmm. like I want to take some samples of somebody breaking yeah, glass, yeah, or I want to yeah. make guys somebody talking, and I want to do a backward yeah, yeah. group. Or I do so suddenly you can do all these layers, mm -hmm. and suddenly be more than just that folk singer in a pub. Because I think it's a lot of times you're a musician, right? You could just go in a club with your with your guitar or your or your piano and play mm -hmm. it like Billy Joel or an Elton John, or play mm -hmm. it like you know like like Joni Mitchell you could go out and just do it like that and it's some mm -hmm. pure about that but after a yeah. while it's like you're a composer right you get bored mm -hmm. and you say well I want to have a little more more to this I want to be able to do more right yeah. so yeah yeah totally yeah so that's that's basically how I felt like uh, so I got a lot of new inspiration from like meeting new people in my studies for example and here in the Netherlands so yeah, I started like writing with people and like new sounds came up and that was super interesting. Uh, and basically I gathered like material for an album and I, uh, yeah. So that's why like, that's why I didn't write easy and release it right away. That's why like I've been having it in my catalog mm -hmm. for a while. And so it also almost feels weird to like release it um, 
Is, is not, it part of an album? Is it part of yeah, a bigger yeah. project? That's it's part come of a out? bigger project. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so yeah, it's it's like definitely not a new song to me. So it's like mm -hmm. that's interesting because like fans sometimes don't know mm -hmm. when they hear a yeah. new song from an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That song for like two years. I mean, I've exactly, got songs yeah, yeah. that I just put out something that was like five mm -hmm. years old. I had it. Yeah, and I didn't yeah, know yeah. If I could Put it out. Yeah. And, and then suddenly I had a bunch of other songs that kind of fit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It actually fits this mm -hmm. bunch of stuff I wrote in 2021. This thing yeah, from yeah, five yeah. years ago actually fits now. Yeah, so yeah, then I put yeah. it in and, it, and my fans wouldn't know that mm -hmm. that was five it's years old. It's just a new new song yeah. to them. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's just interesting because you have all these things as an artist. It's like, wow, you know, what you've choose to reveal or mm -hmm. what you continue to work on. It's kind yeah, of like, yeah. unless you go play live, then your mm -hmm. fans might know. Because sometimes, like, what I like about playing live is mm -hmm. sometimes that's okay, let me try this yeah. and see what the see fans do. Like mm, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. Then, I, then I kind of know if I should keep on working on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. makes sense. If it's not working, because, like, try it one night like this. Yeah. Nobody likes it. Try it another night like that, and, oh, they like it. So, okay, now use that mm. feedback. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's smart. Yeah. Sometimes I use SoundCloud for that. <laughs> I'll mm. throw stuff on SoundCloud, and suddenly, if I get thousands of people liking something, I say, okay, that's a good idea. And now you, maybe I'll then I'll push it, it, push it out mm. further. Um, but okay. so then you can kind of that the cool thing, like there's so many different things out there mm. for as a musician where you can throw things out there, and you can even like pretend you're somebody else. I mean, I have some other pseudonyms mm. that I'll oh, put yeah. stuff out and then see yeah. if it works, and yeah, then yeah. go back and reclaim it as the ghost <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. i see other artists do that like there are artists that have done that you know in the past that's kind of mm. like yeah, interesting yeah. Thing to do. i guess that's a bit difficult if you have your voice i feel like your voice is kind of yeah, yeah. It's just like, that's why i play with vocoders because <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, 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 I, yeah. I have a way to change my voice so i might do a version of a song with a mm. different voice than what is actually going to be on the final, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, just yeah. to see if people like it and then kind of rebrand it with a different thing. Just cause, cause I use a lot of tech that can do that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's harder. Like if, if, if you're, or, you know, another way to do it is you collaborate with somebody, right? You give them the song mm -hmm. and then you yeah. finally put your version out. Like, so mm -hmm. somebody else actually sings your song and then he's like, okay, well, yeah. does that work? And then see if you can yeah. put your, <laughs> yeah, it's true. But, there's there's so many so many ways, like so many ways to do things. You shouldn't be scared to like explore them. Yeah, I think that's the cool thing about today. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, is that the fact that you can do something like this, I can talk to you mm -hmm. in the Netherlands, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, that, yeah. That, that the way music like we're outside the main industry now, right? Mm -hmm. We're we're yeah. outside the big labels. Um, yeah. Even though you might be have distributors or whatever, but as these mm -hmm. indie artists, we can choose to do mm -hmm. things like like it could be back twenty years ago. If mm -hmm. I was on a label, my label might say I can't talk to you, right? Because mm -hmm. yeah, you're, yeah. you're you're a competitor. You're in a different way. They don't want me talking. So they kind of yeah, control yeah. artists. And now, you know, mm -hmm. if I want to work with a hip hop guy, if I want to work with a somebody's doing like EDM. If I want to work with a country music guy and play some something on side, it doesn't matter. Like mm. as long as they yeah. don't, their manager says I can do. If they have a manager or something, as long as they don't stop me, yeah, yeah, and yeah. You can, yeah. Do, you can whatever. do whatever. 
Exactly. Yeah. So are you going to do a video for Easy? Uh, I think I am actually. That wasn't the plan. Uh, so actually, like all the all the songs that I've released have a music video. I have, awesome. I have like seven, eight songs now out. And I thought, uh, yeah, this song, I thought, okay, I'm like, I have a lot on my mind. I'm like finishing up some stuff. Uh, so I thought I'll just go a little bit more easy on this uh, release. <laughs> are you going to work but, with the same director that worked with you on other ones or do you work with different directors? Uh, I, so there's this guy called Alex or he has a, a artist name, Bass. Mm -hmm. You should also check him out. <laughs> mm -hmm. So he, um, He's been working with me on some visual content for my uh, songs. So like, he's a really good friend to have for that. Like I'll, I'm, I'm about to release something. I ask him, hey, Alex, what do you think about this? And he'll be like, it's good. I like it, go for it. Or he'll be like, hmm, let me let me try doing this one thing. And then he like makes it way better than what I came up with. So, so, so you might, I, do you like storyboard your videos out? Do you like have a, like a plan? Or do you kind of work with your director to kind of do that? I am very like hands-on. I, I have a really, uh, how do you say it? I have a lot of ideas for the visuals for my music myself. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, I think it might be because my mom trained me to do it. She would like sometimes play the piano for me. She would tell me, go lay down on the sofa. When I was like four, maybe. Lay down mm -hmm. on the sofa, I'm going to play the song, and you're going to close your eyes and tell me what images come up in your mind. Well, so, that's a cool thing. That's a really cool yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she really... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go into film from that. <laughs> mm, exactly, yeah. So, so she really trained trained that in me, I think, to like uh, connect sounds with visuals. So I, I always, like for every single song, basically, uh, I think that's always a... Uh, a good mark how do you say it um yeah i think it's I'm, a good yeah that's i think even as a songwriter if you think visually mm -hmm. yeah, i yeah, think yeah. a lot yeah. of songs um actually have like visual aspects and as you're writing mm -hmm. a song you, you yeah. kind of like as a writer you kind of put those into your song mm -hmm. kind of yeah, yeah. Them as like a sound painting or, yeah. or like or sound film, like every, I think every songwriter kind of imagines in their mind mm -hmm. the video without even producing a video. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what, and I what think, they're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, and I think if I can't uh, associate my song with a video or like with some visual content, uh, then I don't, I'm not connecting with the song, basically. Mm -hmm. That's so, true. Yeah. So, um, so I, I thought for this song. I just wouldn't make a music video. Um, but then I sat down with Alex, my friend, and we went through some old material and we were just gonna cut some like canvas for uh, Spotify or like some some stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, but canvas I think, is cool. That's a cool yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I think a music video is being born, but uh, yeah, you never would... know because yeah, I've done the same thing. Sometimes I have a lot of visuals for my yeah, songs. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll do a live performance for my studio, mm. and then I'll film it, and then I'll go and embed a bunch of effects on it. 
Mm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I would take a live cut of something that I did, and then I'll go and I'll speed it up or slow it down or cut mm -hmm. into it and then throw a bunch of effects on it and yeah. overlay it and then turn that into like a music video. They actually yeah. came from like a live performance or mm -hmm. I'll have something yeah. more psychedelic. It's more like, like Andy Warhol kind mm -hmm. of weird or uh, MCR uh, Escher or something like where I, I just take, take a lot of like strange, it's kind of like the way a synthesis, you do this modulation stuff. It's all these weird sounds. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of strange like synthesis. I try to take my art when I do my music and make it kind of like visual synthesis. So it's kind of mm -hmm. psychedelic. It's kind of trippy, but it's like, you know, I'm not trying to condone that, but it's just kind of what the feel of my music has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A natural kind of weirdness to it. So I just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you say you have live shows. Do you have a lot of live shows now? I do COVID. a lot of stuff from, from my home studio. I just do live. I used to play in New York and Boston, but we still can't do that in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I have a lot of um, equipment in my studio where I can actually do live performances um, mm -hmm. and put them out. Yeah. And so, so I do, nice. like, a lot of times what I like to do as a musician, because I can't connect with other musicians as much right now, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I have done collaborations where somebody sends me like a file and then I overdub it and they send it back and we doing it over a lot over the net. But what I like to do is live performance because if I do a live performance, it's like, I can't stop and start. So mm -hmm. I got to go with it. Right. So if I go and do a live show, I got like, it's live. So I got to go with whatever it is. I can't, you know, Oh, let me start that again. So it kind of forces you as an improvisational musician to kind of come up with ideas and I'll go back and listen to what I just did and then yeah. find the songs and then go yeah. take that live material and use that to kind of create new, new nice. music, which is yeah. a cool, you know, I mean, I've been a big fan of bands like Parliament Funkadelic and, and the Allman Brothers and like a lot of seventies bands that have these long performances. And so I like mm -hmm. to kind of get into long form music rather than short form music is <laughs> mm -hmm. kind of where my head's at. I'm not trying to be super commercial, yeah. but yeah, like a lot of what I like is like is is kind of rooted in songs that might go eight or ten minutes long, you know, mm -hmm. which is not standard stuff. But when yeah, you play yeah. live, live audience like that kind of thing. So it's a different type mm -hmm. of audience I'm kind of going yeah, for. Yeah, I've done a few live uh, concerts. I always think it's so weird to uh, not see the audience. Like you're trying to oh, connect with people. Home? You're doing like a web web show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done live like stream. one one here in the studio. Cool. Uh, it's nice, you know, like you see the comments, you see people commenting and stuff. I guess uh, it's hard to, to, for the feedback. Like I, I talked to a band mm. from Chicago and yeah. they were saying they, they had a hard time trying to go live from from their studio because a lot of rock bands, they kind of build off the audience. If you yeah, I know yeah. they, yeah, they yeah. even like a folk singer to have the same problem. Like if mm. you're if you're just an acoustic player, right, or you're a band, mm. like yeah, everybody, yeah. you kind of you kind of feed off the audience. I mean, exactly. I, when, yeah, I, yeah. when I go to Boston or New York, I mean, I feed off my, my performance is probably totally different if I'm in New York City and I'm playing in a club. Now you only play clubs like three, four hundred people, but it's like that feel. I actually like the small size audience because then you feel yeah, like they're really totally, connected yeah. and they're not that far away from you. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. as in a bigger place and so then you exactly, really yeah. yeah it makes you play to the audience 
And yeah. I, I do mm -hmm. miss that kind of COVID because I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like. Yeah, I've been, I've been fine with. Yeah, it would be nice to do some gigs for sure, but this COVID thing kind of like, yeah, yeah. For, forces you to just yeah. Like I said, I'm really lucky to have a studio, so I've been working a lot on recording and uh, finishing up uh, recording. So do, you, so do you think one thing I've asked people about, because I've been interviewing through all COVID, mm -hmm, is yeah, because, yeah. because of COVID, like a lot of musicians, like if you thought of like a musician that's like really a working musician, most of their time is touring, mm -hmm. right? And then they record, yeah. right? And now yeah, yeah. it's kind of flipped where most of your time now can be recording mm -hmm. rather than touring. And so every every band I talked to in the last year has been like, well, now I can actually work on that idea that I never had enough time for, right? Yeah, or I can yeah, go yeah. actually learn another instrument. Like yeah. I can go and, and learn how to play keyboard. I'm a guitar player. I want to learn how to do keyboard because I want to write songs. Mm -hmm. Like on yeah, top yeah. of what I can do on my guitar. And or you get somebody who's like, well, I want to I want to learn bass or or I want to mm -hmm. learn production, or I want to learn how to do a modular synth, or I want to do, you know, get back into trumpet or sax because I used to mm -hmm. do it, and now I want to bring that back. So it mm -hmm. seems like, even though the pandemic has been terrible, mm -hmm. for a lot of creative people I've talked to, is they, they've kind of taken it as, wow, I actually have some time mm -hmm. yeah, to actually yeah. work on my craft at a level maybe exactly. I didn't have before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Can you find that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think uh it kind of gave me more time to just work on what i'm working on like my music the album that i'm putting together mm -hmm. so it would have probably like i probably would have feel some i would have probably felt some pressure to uh tour or plan tours in the summer but now it's like there's no pressure so now i can now i don't have to worry myself with that basically yeah, I think that's great. I think that I think that's probably going to be the hard thing when we yeah, actually yeah. go and tour again. Yeah. Is if fans and artists that have had time to work mm -hmm. on a project and it's like I don't have to get this done mm -hmm. and recorded in like two weeks because that's all the time I got. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that, that you, you spend like three months on something where yeah. you get back into the old world. It's like you got to get that done in a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> Cause, because like that's what it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what I wonder what's gonna happen. How things are. If things oh. are gonna go back to the same, or if it's gonna take some time, or or like if people kind of more adjusted to this this way, this new yeah, way. Yeah, well, the problem we have in the U.S. is a lot of venues that haven't been able to, to, to you know stay open. Some of them have closed like permanently so when it comes back it's like we got less places to play than we had oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and then the, the other part is you know are the fans gonna you know come back at the level they were and it was kind of yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that was the main way for at least in the u.s for most musicians to make money is yeah, to yeah. Do, do the tour circuit and if you have less places and then you yeah. still have to you have less people because even yeah, yeah. if things get better, they might only open at 75%, 60% capacity. Yeah. And then exactly. you're like, well, how am I going to afford to yeah. do this tour? 
at 60 yeah. capacity and I got to pay for my own transportation and all this other stuff. So this, maybe, I could call it, yeah, it's harder. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe this forces the music industry to pay more for streaming. Who knows? That would be the yeah, dream. I, yeah, there, there are some places that just started to do that. Like I, I yeah. saw that like Apple increased their rate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then okay, I heard okay. like SoundCloud right. just increased the royalty yeah. rate. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, so, I don't think I don't, it's kind of a shame like uh, this pressure on touring uh, and merchandise because that seems to be yeah, the way today. of making money but like both of these things are not great if you think about like the environment for example yeah like, that's not, something that I've, I've struggled with uh, wanting yeah. to be a musician and make my living out of music but then the things that you actually have to do to make money they're like not great for the environment yeah, well, happen to go sell T-shirts and buttons and posters. Yeah, versus, and you go for, versus, yeah. Like, just selling your music. Yeah, you know, just making music this, and yeah, selling the music. You know, that would be all this extra great. plastic. You know, you, mm -hmm. you, you put yeah, all this yeah. stuff in plastic. You guys say, "Well, I don't want plastic covering mm -hmm. on my CD." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a vinyl, it's like don't put it in plastic. Use a paper bag. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah it, exactly. You know, it's it's hard to try to be. You know conscious of, of those things and still make money mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. not geared exactly. like the cheapest yeah. thing is full of plastic mm -hmm. and yeah. you're like i don't want all that plastic <laughs> i've been i've been doing some research so if anybody's out there listening and is also like uh thinking about the same things uh people that want to do things in a more environmental friendly way then right. i've been i found like I found uh, a vinyl company that presses ooh. vinyl on like recycled uh, vinyl, basically. Oh, oh, yeah, send and, me that. Send yeah, me I'll send you the link. Definitely, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll push that. We we talked to you know tons of artists, and um, yeah, yeah. like you just mentioned, vinyl is one of the ways that yeah. as indie artists we actually can make money, and mm, and, and yeah, doing yeah. it in a more environmentally conscious way. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah send that to me because a lot of yeah. the artists I talk to are every yeah. time I talk to them, everybody yeah. wants to do vinyl. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> great, that's perfect. And also, I found this uh, company, Merch Company, mm -hmm. that or like print company, basically. So what I didn't like the idea of about uh, about making merch is that you have to like print. Let's say maybe you print one hundred T-shirts, and then. What if you sell 10 then you just have like a bunch of t-shirts so <laughs> yeah and i found this company and they make uh how do you say it uh earth friendly is what they call them oh, t-shirts oh, wow. and only by demand so if you oh, only, on oh, yeah awesome. yeah yeah so if you sell only five t-shirts then um you know that's okay <laughs> yeah yeah send that too because a lot of mm -hmm. artists like because one of the things we we're talking about yeah. with all the artists we've been talking about is actually doing an online festival right oh, and then on that That's online sweet. festival like everybody like we have in since 2018 we've interviewed maybe 55 60 people mm -hmm. across the world and okay, okay. so far That's we've sweet. talked about maybe 10 of the artists we've talked to have agreed that they would do some kind of live performance as mm -hmm. like part of like a fan electric ghost yeah. um like show because basically the show would be every artist we ever interviewed if they mm -hmm. want to be on that festival we'd run it maybe over a couple of days in different time zones like you're, you're you know the netherlands time zone we've actually talked to maybe like 10 artists from like iceland netherlands area mm -hmm. 
Okay, we've talked okay. to artists like in London and Australia. So for based on the different time zones, the different artists yeah. would actually do shows, like 15, mm. 20 minutes set. Sweet. Sounds and then, good. yeah, and then if you had like your merch, right? If you had mm. yeah, your yeah. vinyl, we've run a little segment saying, hey, if you want your 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 vinyl for easy, if you mm. have yeah, right? yeah. we go post it like in between the intermission between one band and the next. Nice, right? yeah, yeah. And then Sweet. each band could kind of have their wherever their merch is mm-hmm. popping up on the show to kind of self-fund and we're trying to see if we can get other yeah. companies to be jump in. Could I have some mm-hmm. people who sponsor me? You mm-hmm. know, like C B D companies and companies that sell like other things. But um mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, that that's something we think because you know mm-hmm. if, as indie musicians you know, yeah, we yeah. can always wait for some big festival to invite us. Sometimes maybe we yeah, got to yeah. create our own. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Create our own, and then 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 maybe the big guys will come and like, oh, maybe they want to be part of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm totally down. Do you have? Do you know when you're going to do this? I'm trying to do it for this year, um, okay. but it might creep into next year. But I do want to try to get something done this year. Mm-hmm. And if people are still kind of not able to tour, then might I might have a better chance doing it this year than next year. So mm, totally, I, I, yeah, yeah. I'll get back to you on it. I'm still, I'm working okay. on it. Cool, 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 cool. But yeah, this is really cool that to, to, to I think we're kind of near to the mm-hmm. most people don't want to watch us past an hour. So we yeah, like yeah, yeah. That's true, yeah. <laughs> we hit an hour and one minute, two minutes. Yeah. yeah. But I, I really cool. thank you for being on the show. It's uh it's it's like this this is gonna it's been on our Twitch, our YouTube, and our mm-hmm. Facebook. We'll send you the links. We are nice. going to convert to audio, um, and this will be on Spotify, Apple, Radio Public. There's like 11 different platforms. This will go out as an audio only. We'll send okay. you like the top yeah. three, like the Spotify, mm-hmm. the Apple, and the Radio Public. Um, nice. So it's, I yeah. wonder. I wonder if I'm gonna listen back. That's always weird to listen to yourself. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I used to listen <laughs> yeah. back almost everyone, but then I got so busy, I can't. I maybe mm. one out of yeah, yeah. one out of five, yeah. I go back and listen to. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just cool to have. You know, some people like to listen in their car or on the airport or somewhere where they're, you know they mm. can't watch it, so they just want to hear yeah. it. So it gives them the audio version. Yeah, but mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you for being on the show. When your album is ready to drop, let us know. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we want sure. we definitely want to do that online festival. So we'll have you be on there if you yeah yeah or, I'm, I'm or from your style. studio. If you have your studio, yeah. you probably can. You're all set to perform from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was very nice talking to you. Uh, I enjoyed it. Thank you. And yeah, everybody go stream my new song, of course. Easy. <laughs> well, these links will be on here on the permanent version, so we don't have nice, nice, nice. Thank, you can thank you. Yeah. Sweet, sweet, sweet. I'll okay, talk to you again. We'll 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 end up working together again, I know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bye. For sure, yeah. Okay. Bye bye. Have a good day.